Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, this is Patty, your host and head fangirl in charge. And this week I'm going to be sharing a bunch of interviews from the Lady and the Tramp live action set visit that I happened to go on about a year ago. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I've been sitting on these files, hoping I could share them, and now is finally the time. So sit back, enjoy them. A little bit is going to come out every day this week. I, I hope you'll find it as interesting as I did. I'm also going to have some details on the blog, noguiltlife.com and noguiltfangirl.com. So check those out. But if you want to hear it straight from the folks that we interviewed, that's what you're going to get here on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Enjoy. I should let one of you just have a chance to open the door. So oh you my goodness. Go for it. <laughs> Except it's a bit of a mess, but please come on in. Can anyway. we in? Okay. If I had known I had yes, I would have <laughs> It's kind of sort of the way it is, but you know, on movie sets, it's, it's people move stuff around a little bit. The, it's, it's Lady and the Tramp, and it's, it's a live action version of the animated feature, and it's basically the same story. So the families had a little baby, little baby Lulu. And we're having Baby Lulu's baby shower going on in the other set. So when you go through that set, it's fun because we've decorated for a baby shower. <clears throat> this is later after the baby's been born. This is her room. And this is where she sleeps. And um, all the furniture, it's unusual in a movie, all the furniture is real. So this was a great, George was a great place to make the movie. And our set decorator, Gord Sim, went to every city within five hours and went to every antique store and swap meet and, and found all of this. So we painted everything. So all the white wicker furniture we've painted, we reupholstered all the curtains and draperies we've made. <coughs> but even the fireplace is real. That's a real fireplace I found, wow. believe it or not, on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we found a couple of these beautiful tiles, which I then copied and made more copies of. But it, it is nice because it, it is it is real. So this was a fun room because it's the nursery, and this is where baby Lulu is, and this is also where the the big action in the third act, where Ratso the bad rat comes in yeah. and, and Tramp saves the day. I'm not giving anything away no. because it's based on the anime. <laughs> right. of the future. 1955, we've seen it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so our film is set in 1910, and it's at a, a time period that we feel that Walt Disney really loved because a lot of his live action films from the 50s um, were set, were kind of American Victorian times. And Disneyland that we all love, the first thing you see when you walk in is Main Street USA, which is this kind of 1910 period. Um, so we've been using uh, Walt Disney's love of the period and how he used it in live action films in the 50s and Disneyland as sort of a little bit of an inspiration for our design. And we've actually took some of the things that were at Disneyland, like the riverboat and the streetcars, and uh, and worked them into the script. Yeah, the details are amazing. The lamp to the curtains—it's like all—it's all, it's like all, it's all thought out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, you know, uh, th- this is a room that there's a lot of discussion. It's it's drawn up in such a way that the physicality, the space of the room, works for the action. There's a reason why the door is at an angle. There's a reason for the bay window and fireplaces being where they are. So we work on the the plan of the house, and then we start talking about colors. And uh, we fell in love with this wallpaper that we found. Yes, I love it. Where did you find it? Wow, it's actually it's it's a it's a reproduction wall. It's a wallpaper that's made now, but it feels like it's from Mm -hmm. our period. Mm -hmm. And it was just so happy Mm because if you're doing a nursery, you want to make it a happy place. Mm -hmm. And ladies' house is all about ladies' character. Is everything about her? is she lives in this perfect American Victorian house. Everything around her is soft and comfortable. She sleeps on pillows, there's lace drapes. It's all very organic. And the outside of the house we painted into greens and we've used a lot of green and stained glass. You can see back here. Right. Mm-hmm. See back. So we're trying to really bring nature in. And having said all that, when we found this wallpaper mm. that brings that soft bit of nature into Lulu's room, we went, wow, this is great. So we got very excited. And then all the furniture kind of came piece by piece. It all feels very unified because we've painted, we've upholstered, uh, a lot of work has come in. We've also got the base pieces, and everything needs to look new. So, I mean, this little rocking horse was just a beat-up old bit of scrapped wood before we got it and painted it. But we did find an amazing collection over there of real period stuffed animals that were like knit. So it wasn't a collection. We thought we got the one at a time. But that was something. Because you look over there, and and those are all from the period, but it looks like you you went into a store in 1910 and bought them. Because that's what we had to do, because this is a film set in 1910. How long does the whole process take to even just this room by itself, like well, to get everything. Well, the, the, both sets took 12 weeks to build. Wow. So this set and that set, they were built at the same time. And the Gord Samar set decorator probably spent two and a half months finding all these things. Because it's not just this, we'll walk into another room and then we have a whole, the ground floor of the house is an entryway, a front room, kitchen, which are always fun to do period kitchens, dining room. And we're doing, you know, a bunch of other sets as well. Can you explain that you mentioned the ceiling and Yeah, you, you, it's so, so often we build sets with ceilings that can come off because the cameraman likes to light from above, just in general. Right. And uh, this time I was working with Enrique, or DP, and we were talking about whether they would be hard ceilings, meaning ceilings built out of wood and plaster which are heavy to lift, or whether we could get away with something made out of fabric, which is light and easier to move. And he said, no, he wanted to do the fabric. And if we were turned, if you turned the lights up, up above, it would look like a solid ceiling. Uh-huh. Right now it's glowing in an unnatural way. But this was his idea and he's been using it. He has lights up above this and he's actually been shining light through this fabric. And he said, there's, you know, you might have to pull the ceiling at some point, but so far we've just left them in and he's been able to light through it. So it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there any, uh, of all the rooms that you did, was one harder than the other to find the pieces or just get that idea together? Well, probably this, not, not so much getting the idea together, but to find 
the perfect pieces to find. Something that's also interesting about our movie is that uh, it, a lot of it, you know, this room needs to look great for us standing here, but it needs to look even better for dogs that are two mm-hmm. foot tall. So there's a lot of detail down low. If you look like even like legs of the wicker, and something I'm particularly proud of is this molding detail. It's beautiful. Floor, yeah. Which is a made-up thing. I've never seen that. It's a complete fantasy. But uh, I thought if we're going to have detail, why put it up in the ceiling? Sure. Why not put it down low? And so we've run that all through the house. And every place we go, you'll you'll see in the house particular, in the front room, really beautiful carved legs. But finding the right pieces, I just look at this, this wicker piece back here, this little love seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow, is that amazing or what? <laughs> it's the perfect size, the perfect everything. So Gord looked and looked and looked. Look at the little piece up against the wall with those lovely spindles. And again, just as I was talking about getting all the toys that are in perfect condition. Right. Yeah, so this, this was took, took a lot of work to get here. Fun, but it took a lot of work to get here. Was there anything you were just really wanting to find original that you couldn't, that you had to make? We, 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 kept, we kept a little bit of an open mind. And no, I think we really got what we needed. And it's unusual uh, that, that we're using all of these like, original pieces is unusual. And we, even in the, the scene where Tramp chases rats around, it's all very controlled what breaks and doesn't break. So there's toys and things that break that we had to then take and make copies of. Mm-hmm. So the, we had the original, but then we copied it, so we had some that would break away and, and all. Did the dogs get a chance to like come in and sniff around and oh, make themselves comfortable in no, here before? Mark Forbes is bringing the dogs in to, to get acquainted with the sets. Any all, concerns always. that they were going to, I don't know, lift a leg or <laughs> any worries about that? <laughs> They're good no, dogs. No, no more so than with our human actors. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fair question. Um, so they're going to get